0: everybody it's Chris and Jonathan from the third factor third factor we are here again with you uh thanks for listening thanks for tuning in surprising amount of folks listening to third factor on our third episode
1: yeah I mean I've gotten requests that that people are asking me hey when's the next episode coming out and I'm like telling Chris like hey I guess we need to record another one
0: I know and I'm (laughs) taking a nap
1: (laughs) <laughs> we, we gotta get. You know, we have day jobs too.
0: so We do indeed have day jobs, and they mostly happen during the day, which is why we're recording this episode of the Third Factor in the late evening. Yes, it's very dark. It is dark. It sounds weirder than it is. It's not that late. It's late yeah. for me because I go to bed at six thirty p.m. after eating. <laughs> it is almost nine o'clock in the post meridian. That is evening time. So I
1: have a, a bit of an apology. It's really not an apology. It's more of a of a clarification about last
0: episode. <laughs> that's, that's, always a, that's always a good way to start an apology where you're like, you know what, I want to apologize, but really I don't. I want to yeah. clarify something.
1: It's an I'm sorry but. <laughs> um, so a couple people after, after listening to last episode said, hey, you guys were super harsh on Black Hat. Like, yeah. should I never go there? And, and no. Black Hat's oh, still know. a fun show. Chris yeah. and I will probably still be going there for many more years. Day job. And, and I do I like it. We were just, you know, teasing a, a few of the companies that really didn't even know why they were there themselves, I guess.
0: Yeah. We hand-selected some of what we thought were kind of a funny, fun take on a little bit of the circus element of the show. But we didn't talk about all the regular parts, and we highlighted some of the cool parts.
1: Yeah. Uh, sort of an apology. So, yes, go to Black Hat. It's fun. You'll learn something. It's cool. Come see uh, us. Yes, come see us. We'll interview you for...
0: for <laughs> Put you on the pod. Uh,
1: but also realize that you can also take some fun at some of the companies that are
0: doing, doing silly things. Silly things. Yeah, which is what we Okay. Do. Yeah, all right. Well, that's good.
1: Got that out of the way. Uh, I, another thing about Black Hat, though, that you and I had been talking about, and we had forgotten to mention it on the last one, was yeah. is we, you know, we were talking about the things that we saw and what was like the theme. and And it was very much the theme of the theme of security right now. So that was right. But one thing that I noticed that was sort of missing that we've sort of been hearing a lot about is, is blockchain stuff. Yeah. I feel like at RSA there was, was a bit more, but I don't remember seeing anything about any companies talking about blockchain security is the best stuff, right?
0: No, I, I I'm with you actually. And I remember uh, you know our conversation where it was like, man, you know, I expected to see something or maybe maybe I was just hopeful to see it because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it, we were looking for innovation, looking for ways forward. And and we're certainly seeing proven examples of blockchain out there uh, mm-hmm. in, you know, I mean, currency and things like that, but you know, how can it be applied to our regular everyday uh, uh, security needs? And we, I don't think, I think you're right. I, either we didn't look hard enough or it wasn't there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just speaking of that, there is a company that, uh, I've, um, I'm sort of familiar with them. They're called Sensify.
0: Yes, I've heard of Sensify. Not to
1: be uh, confused with Centrify. No. Um, but they're doing some cool stuff around blockchain security with regards to IoT. So kind of like think of uh, IoT devices self-registering in a blockchain and doing some other interesting things that way. So I'm surprised we didn't see kind of more things uh, like, the, like that kind of example.
0: Yeah, in fact, to that point, I didn't see a lot. Of IoT. I mean, there was some, there was some, but I feel like, you know, given it's almost been a year since we had our first legitimate IoT based attack, right? Where we saw uh, DNS got taken down by a bunch of devices that were not supposed to be doing anything, but whatever it is that they do, but they had all been compromised and they all were combined to do basically just a big old DDoS attack. Um, And at the time, last December, remember, everyone was freaking out. It was mm-hmm. like all over the news, and, and everyone that we talked to in the industry who was not necessarily the practitioners, not the CISOs of the world, and, uh, and not the folks who design products, but everybody around it, right? Regular IT, uh, regular business, were all freaking out. Does my TV uh, have malware in his algorithm? Right. Play? Or is it spying on me? Right. Exactly. <laughs> the green dot's not on. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I think it's. I think it's easy to say, you know, it's not, it's not there yet. Certainly there's no solution that I've seen that's there yet in IOT security, but a lot of folks are saying, no, the threat's not that real yet. Sure. All those things were weaponized, but the threat wasn't IOT. Uh, The threat was still a DDoS attack. And we've known about DDoS forever and we have ways to look at it and prevent it and blah, blah, blah. Um, But I, I still think we might be being blindsided by IOT in the next couple of years. If we don't start seeing more folks, try to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> I made a compelling argument. <laughs> You've got nothing
1: else on that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just an, okay.
1: Um, okay, I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah. So one other thing about Black Hat. Everyone who goes there, not everyone, a lot of people that go there are afraid that they're going to be some sort of victim, right? Like uh, after Black Hat, they've got DEF CON, which is sort of the more, Legit,
0: hacker. yeah.
1: Hacker version of, of, of the conference, <laughs> right? And they have something called the Wall of Sheep, which is all, which is anybody who kind of just happens to be in the area that gets owned, right? Sure. They took, they
0: compromised your phone. They got into your whatever, right? I see. So you wall. mean people are worried about being compromised literally at the event, at the event, right? Yeah, yeah, right, on oh, site. And, and
1: uh, I think there's some confusion on how this ha- happens because um, we recently in in our company, my company. Mm -hmm. not mine, but the one I work for right now. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. Does something good happen?
1: Uh, someone had mentioned, Oh, we should, we should, um, have a fake Wi-Fi access point during our sales conference. And all the people that fall for it, we'll put them on like a wall of shame and say, Hey, you need to be better at security because we're a security company. And I was like, uh, I guess you could do that. I mean, but that, that's like, I think that's, uh, that's taking it to a level of kind of really stupidity, right? Like if, if I say <laughs> if you're at Hyatt Hotel and yeah. there is, you know, Hyatt guest.
0: Yeah, SSID Hyatt, being right? broadcast.
1: That's that's a that could be real, it could be fake. But sure. if it's like you know not not legitimate sounding, but maybe okay sounding SSID. And yeah. you connect to it and you're like, oh I got you. I mean like that's that's not really like a thing. Because and so this is why I think there's confusion because people don't really know how this works, okay? When someone wants to, quote, unquote, Wi-Fi hack you, yep. they're making you go on to an access point. You don't have control.
0: Right. You're not, you're not going through the list of things on your phone, your laptop, and being like, ooh, this one that's called Don't Click Me seems interesting. Right. And it's not locked, so I'll try browsing here. Right. Yeah. It so, yeah
1: free internet it plus a donut, SSA. <laughs> Right.
0: Uh, Just if it was called donuts, (laughs) I'd probably do it.
1: Yeah. So I think people think like in the old (laughs) school days that like the way that you get hacked is you join a bad, a bad, bad, naughty, naughty access point.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. One that's totally fake, but made to look kind of legit and maybe it's going to trick you. And so, you know, it's, it's like you have a active culpability in it a little bit because you're too dumb, quote unquote, to know the good ones from the bad ones.
1: Right. Yeah, and 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 I think you know again around I think there's some some confusion here. People often say like, oh, don't uh, stay away from public Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, but right. Starbucks is okay because they're Starbucks.
0: Yeah, that's not Joe's coffee. That's Starbucks. They have right. more.
1: And they have they have a corporate security person working for them, so it's, it's okay. So just so everyone knows that doesn't matter. Right. I can go to your work, your place of work, sit in the parking lot pop up a Wi-Fi pineapple pretend to be an access point that looks legitimate from your company and make you go onto it and you will and not. Know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, make you, you might not know. And if you, if you know what to look for, you would know, but it, it, for for the most part, you wouldn't know. And then once you're on there, I can do all kinds of stuff. I can strip, uh, any of your HTTPS sites into HTTP. So then I can start reading stuff. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, uh, There's all kinds of stuff you can do for, from that point. But so the lesson, the top tip here is you can't be smart and not be Wi-Fi hacked.
0: That's right. It's not a question of the dumb people, the sheep, to use the wild yeah. sheep analogy, will click on any old wild Wi-Fi and therefore they're the ones that are going to get owned. And the smart people who know better, who only look for Wi-Fi uh, SSIDs that they trust and or who are using a machine that automatically joins the SSID that they used yesterday mm-hmm. in their office, Right, they can get owned too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so here's how you do protect yourself on Wi-Fi because now everyone's like, well, I'm going to turn it off and never use it forever. No, <laughs> don't do that.
0: Send a pigeon. Send a raven.
1: I mean, if you're in your office, you're probably fine. Okay. If someone's hacking you on your office network, there's other things going on. So don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> But
0: um, look for the guy that's sitting in his car in the parking lot with a Wi Fi.
1: Right. If you're at a Starbucks and you want to use Wi Fi, there's nothing wrong with that. But just be smart about it, right? So don't don't uh log into sites that have users username and passwords that you might be sensitive about. Right. right. So I mean that, I think that's a given, right? I think even my, my mom knows. Don't do banking at the Wi Fi at Starbucks. Your mom? Yeah, she knows that. All right. Yeah, because yeah. she read it. Um <laughs> she got an email. But if you're concerned beyond that point, you can use like a VPN, right? Anything that does point-to-point encryption, right? So what that means is I'm coming from my laptop to a- another VPN server that is on my work or somewhere in the cloud. Some exit node somewhere. And if I've I've got a handle of your of your Wi-Fi connection, uh, the encryption is going to prevent naughtiness from happening, okay? <laughs>
0: it's going to make naughtiness a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um <laughs> we should be clear. Sometimes you're on a wifi network and it's your own naughtiness. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. right? Yeah. When you're, when you're encrypting the traffic before you send it through now, you know, Jonathan mentioned earlier before, uh, if he's spoofing your work address and he is actually the one who's terminating SSL acting as though he's an upstream site or service. Now he can, he can, do what he wants, right? He's gonna. So un- hold
1: on, I want I want I want to tell you about this because it right. was specifically terminating SSL, basically doing man in the middle. Yeah, right? right, right. That's harder to do, right? Because I have to get you to trust the certificate.
0: That's yes, the and mistake. that that is one of those things where now you're separating out the sheep from. So
1: they've own. done something pretty clever. They, the people, <laughs> where instead of instead of doing all the hassle of getting you to trust a certain all that sorts of stuff, sure, they just convert all the sites. From HTTPS to HTTP, they just do a rewrite rule.
0: Oh, that is. So sad. you don't
1: even have to worry. about I mean, of course, it doesn't work on all sites. Rope. And as as now, you know, Chrome is getting is cracking down on this whole thing. It's going to get harder to do. But yeah, surprised how many sites will well, will still allow that. Yeah, go back down to HTTP. Anyhow, just wanted to point okay. that out there. Yeah,
0: that's cool.
1: Um. Okay, so yeah, use a VPN. Do it. That's fine. When, on your phone, what's kind of cool, if you guys, if people are using Android. I am. There is a cool thing that's now part of um, six and above. If you go into your Google settings and network. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up just so I get the wording right. Yeah,
0: I know. It's always like, uh, under the thing with the, okay, now it's not storage and it's not memory. Are you in data usage? Go out of data usage. So anyhow,
1: you go to Google, then you go to settings. And then in there... It's not where you go. Well, it was networking.
0: <laughs> We're going to have to cut this part. I actually I actually know this one because I had to do it recently. If you yeah. go into settings and you go into Google, there's a whole bunch of stuff inside of Google. Uh, and you want to go into networking inside of the Google thing. And then you'll yeah. see what Jonathan was about to talk about.
1: It's called Wi-Fi Assistant. It is called Wi-Fi Assistant. Okay. So what's cool about this is is – if it if you are on a network that it has seen before like this happens to me all the time when i go to like the specialties pete's one or all kinds of places it actually works but i noticed it
0: happens to me in hotels all the time
1: yeah hotels it will automatically connect to that network and then do a vpn from your device back to google's cloud right which is totally cool because you've basically connected for me which is always kind of a hassle right like which network is the right one do i have to do a captive portal thing right yep. that never works apparently
0: (laughs) yeah they really do screw those up
1: yeah and and then i gotta do maybe a vpn because i don't really like trust this deal it does it all for you it's super cool yeah it's it's really awesome feature of android sorry ios users maybe in 10 years you can do that too
0: (laughs) maybe but at least your screen might go further because god knows that's what we all have it's like that side is so miserable on the side of my phone have you ever noticed that when you grab your phone, the f- further out the screen is to the side, the more you touch the side of your phone?
1: Yeah. I mean, like that, I the know. Uh, you know, like the, the new Samsungs do that too. I hate it. Infinity. I I hate it looks awesome when it's sitting on a table or when you're holding it. It's like, I don't care.
0: Yeah. A, you don't care. B, I actually do care. I, I de-prefer it. <laughs> I anti-prefer it. Because the inside, that fatty part, I'm sure there's a name for it, doctors, Colin. The fatty part of the inside of your thumb, where the palm is, where it comes around. I am such a tub that that will squeeze over the face of my phone and actually touch the edge of my screen. I move icons on my screen when I'm like reaching across. It's really, I have poor phone technique. Anyhow, I'll tell you what else. I picked up an iPhone 4 yesterday. Wow. Uh, I know. It's from the ancient days. It actually has tape on the side still covering up the part that you could short out with your hand. And the iPhone 4 was the one. Oh, was it jobs, the gate so one? You're using it wrong? Yeah. 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 Well, I was using it wrong because it was so adorably small.
1: Well, yeah. The, remember the, the, the class of phone that they, they were called candy bar phones. Yeah, that's right. Like, can you imagine a candy bar this size of my Pixel XL? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After Delicious.
0: <laughs> yeah. King-sized for sure.
1: Okay. So since we're on this topic, yeah. the, the naming of... These devices needs to stop. So they still call these smartphones. Uh huh. Is there another kind out?
0: No. Uh, yes. And and many of the listeners are probably going ooh ooh and raising their hands. Yeah,
1: I know feature phones, but exactly. no one buys those.
0: No one buys a feature phone. You know who buys a feature phone? I hope he's listening. My father-in-law, my wife's dad buys a feature phone. No,
1: he doesn't anymore. Cause we're going to send him a $50 Android phone going to do everything that he wants. Anymore.
0: I have a drawer full of phones that are all better than his feature phone, but he, he insists that he doesn't want uh email on his phone. Cause that's what he well, thinks. That's fine. Doesn't don't, yeah, do don't use email. That's what I said. I was like, do you still want a map? Do you still, do you like carrying maps around in your Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm not sure, but there are There are people, you know, it used to be like this kind of classist issue where you're like, oh, I have to feel guilty because I have a smartphone that's made of Gorilla Glass and that guy next to me on the bus has a... Okay, I lied. I've never been on a bus. That guy next to me on a train has a feature phone. Oh, but now it's not even that. Smartphone, you get a burner smartphone for $29 all the live long day. Right. I I don't. Never mind. I
1: don't know what you need a burner phone for. (laughs) $29. $29. Um, yeah. All right. I've got one more thing. If Unless you want to interleave.
0: I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave. I got, I got things. I got top tip topics. Uh, it is a weird transition. Although I'll go to my second thing first because it makes more sense. <laughs> so this is just as stupid as you want. I mean, people, security listeners, those of you that are in the know, you can hit the, I think there's like a 30 seconds forward. You know, just do that like 17 times. Or not, or listen and see what you think because I think it's business.
1: only 30 minutes. If you can't listen to it, maybe you That's should go true. somewhere
0: else. Yeah. yeah. Stay in the bathroom that much longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's, who's, who's paying attention? Who's timing you? If they are, you need to have a conversation.
1: Your commute can't be that short. Then That's be. what I mean. Your commute. Or anywhere else in the world, I guess.
0: Yeah. People might be listening anywhere in the world. My commute's not that short. Anyway, so here's the thing. I recently started a new job type job, the day gig. And I'm in a small office. In okay. my small office, when it's full, there's probably 12 people. But it's never all the way full because people travel and all that stuff. So there's usually 6, 8, 10 people in the office. And many of those folks, were all security-focused, but many of them do not have any sort of laptop-locking behavior. Oh,
1: that drives me nuts.
0: Me, too. I mean, off-the-charts bonkers. And so... You know, Jonathan and I have worked together in the past. We've worked uh, in teams that really will take it to the next level mm-hmm. if you unlock
1: your laptop. Yeah, uh, if you leave your laptop unlocked, you are just asking for it.
0: Right. Uh, things I remember uh, sending emails to the CEO of the company directly from the, the laptop of the person who left it open mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. mean mean things to say. Yeah. Not like... Hi, I'm Chris, and Jonathan left his laptop open, and so he's a clown. No, instead it was, Dear CEO, the way you run this company is miserable. You know, you name it. That's one that we used to do. You could install malware. An old trick back in the day that I always loved was doing the alt print screen and then just pasting it right over the actual screen so that people would go to click stuff and they'd keep rebooting. But in this day and age where if you use a Mac, if you use a Windows machine, if you use a Surface, if you use anything, everything has... Not just a screensaver, not just a screen lock, half the things have a fingerprint reader to make it as easy as possible to open it back up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's all default stuff. And 90% of the time, the screensaver is interesting to look at anyway, right? It's like, oh, photographs of my last trip or whatever it is. And people just actively turn it off. And so, as you might expect, in my office, I have become the enforcer of laptop Good. locking. Good, and has it worked? Well, yes and no. For some people, I just, like, I I try to be funny about it. You put a little something, you you make it, uh, you make it, I do have an interesting story. Uh, You you do something to make it clear that, like, someone else used your laptop while you were gone, and maybe it's a little embarrassing. So, first, I would, like, send an email as them, right, to someone else, and then tell the other person, hey, respond as though you really believe this email. Then I'd do like some slack messages, right? If it was like second offense, third offense, I would go into their Amazon cause everybody uses Amazon. So I'd fire up a mm-hmm. browser window, I say Amazon, half the time these same people are logged in already. I just add a ton of crap to their cart, just mm-hmm. things. Right. Occasionally I would order it as long as it was really, really cheap. Right? <laughs> so it's like, Oh, well, pillow. can't always return it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then if they don't learn at that point, then all I do is I just turn on the screensaver lock for like 15 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever. And so it's a little bit annoying, uh, but they get the point. But what I've become known as is not the, the I don't know, security practitioner, mm-hmm. the omb- not ombudsman. What's the word I'm looking for? You know, the guy uh-huh. that that's the, the evangelist of mm-hmm. security. Yeah. No. I'm the pain in the ass guy that plays with your laptop when you're not there. And I'm like, in the office, right. There's eight of us. We all work together. That's me. I'm the pain in the ass guy. But your laptop doesn't have anything on it. So when you are at Starbucks and you go to pick up your latte, the guy that does that isn't me. He's just going to steal it and open it back up and have it forever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get the the thought process of like, no, I'm not going to do a screen Yeah. I,
1: I'm I fortunately am in the habit of just doing, you know, Command L when I yeah. leave. Right. So and and I have mine set to about I think a five minute timeout. Mine at, at two minutes. Yeah, very good.
0: Thank you very much.
1: But uh but yeah, I know what you're saying because the people that I do it to, they I mean and I do it to them like almost every day. <laughs> and I've been doing it for a long time. So it's like yeah. You'd
0: think they would catch on, or at least get annoyed enough to make a change.
1: Well, apparently, yeah, it's not that annoying. It's
0: I know. It's more you annoying for them annoying.
1: to type in their password. Yeah, I don't
0: yeah. know. I don't know either. My, mine blows my doors off because, like I said, uh, many people in my office, we, they have MacBooks with the little touch, you know, press mm-hmm. your finger on the yep. thing and it just opens. So right. password is only required very occasionally. It's, it's, it's wild. Now, What's that? So yeah. speaking of hacked employees. Speaking of hacked employees.
1: If you haven't heard about this, there was a employee of Mandiant. Oh, right. Who got got breached, hacked, whatever. Um, Mainly because he pissed off some guys who, I guess, are real hackers who were like, this guy's not, we're not having any of this. And basically focused all their efforts on (laughs) really screwing this guy's life over. Um, And uh, so, and then, but the funny thing is, 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 uh, first Mandiant didn't really say a whole lot. And then they said, it's just one guy and there were no employee. Yeah.
0: No, other, employee sorry, data, no,
1: no, no, uh, customer data that was leaked, but I'm yes. like, even if that's the case, I would be so embarrassed. Like a company like Mandiant, right? Their whole deal is this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? It's once you've been, I mean, everybody listening probably knows, but if you've been hacked, if you've been breached and you need to get to the root of it, who are you going to call? Right. It's
1: almost, I would say uh, this is worse, but pretty, pretty similar to
0: the one login breach. It's yeah, like, that was a bummer. All too.
1: your all your passwords are up here. Oh,
0: nah. Now they're down there and over <laughs> there and over here. All <laughs> Anyhow, your to us.
1: Um, so yeah, so this, this guy apparently got cracked. And then later on, Median said, nobody was breached at all. That everything, oh, was, fabricated.
0: That's everything right. was fabricated. That's right. Everything was fabricated.
1: So, but here's why I don't believe that. Here's two reasons why I don't believe that. One, why would you? Why would you first say yes? We got breached, but no customer data. Right. If yeah. if it really was in case that it fabricated, because then you basically just lied to everyone. You wouldn't say you were breached unless you knew you were. Right. Yeah,
0: it's not you the defense. Definitely say that.
1: Be like, oh, this looks compelling. I guess it's true. <laughs> I am I mean, it's my own company, but I'm not going to bother looking into this. No, I'm just reading the headlines. So that's one smoking gun weirdness. The second is I actually got a hold of the, the breach files. Yes. If someone oh. didn't fabricate this, they went to a lot of time and effort to make it look legit. There were a lot of screenshot stuff that could have been fake because they were screenshots of this guy's laptop. Like they were basically, they had some malware that was basically sending yeah. everything hmm. so those of course the screenshots could have been faked but like there was a pst dump of his entire outlook mailbox yeah from 2012 yeah that's probably i mean with fake. legit messages in it so i don't know
0: maybe they really wow. know this guy well and they wrote every email they thought he sent for seven years five years i can't do the math from 2012 to 2017 <laughs> I know.
1: Well, that's what's sad, by because we're old now. That, that doesn't seem that that long ago, but it
0: was. It's you're, when I was when you said two thousand twelve in my head silently. I was like, "Wow, two years." <laughs> no, yeah.
1: Um, so <laughs> this is pretty awful for Mandy, and and also if it's if it is true, which I believe it is, the dude's passwords are oh, like. Oh. A variation on FireEye, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Like one was like, I fire. Like that kind of thing, right?
0: Yes. Yes, you do. You fire yourself uh, if that's your password. Yeah, it's like,
1: I don't know. And this guy's like a senior security, an actual real security guy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, as we've, I think I've mentioned before, and if 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 you're familiar with me, you know, I do, I do, Hate a password. Boy, howdy. But, yeah, Kevin13 is a real bad password. Right. Iri 1234 Not strong. I'll uh, so tell you what, though. I had yep. to... Uh, I fired up Hulu the other night on my new terrible Roku device. Why did you buy a
1: Roku? I know.
0: It was a mistake. Yeah. Well, so my Google... Does
1: uh my TV have a built-in player with stuff
0: yes but remember smart, have,
1: smart tv i
0: have a smart tv that's <laughs> not a feature tv right uh and if a candy bar was as big as my tv yeah. now we're talking i've that's got a golden cool. ticket dresses. yeah exactly uh although it would be like one of those chocolate easter bunnies that you never finished all the way because you're like it was you good at the
1: beginning head, and you're like, eh.
0: yeah i got to the shoulders chocolate. so waxy and hollow and you're like, Oh, that sucks. It's hollow. But then by the time you're like around like the trapezius, you're like, this is the worst bunny I ever ate. Um, yeah. So don't eat your TV, but I got a Roku. My TV is smart, but remember I have the stupid audio, video sitch. And so to go out of the TV into the audio and out of the other things that are plugged into the TV, into the audio was more work than I was willing to do. No, it's not impossible, but I was not interested. So I was like, oh, I haven't ever used a Roku. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know. It's all a mistake. I had to enter my password into everything, Hulu, uh, HBO Go, all those things, using the GD little remote four-way mm-hmm. Nintendo first-gen. Yeah, oh, my God. I have Especially made a mistake. I have a real password with 25 characters. Mixed case, all symbols. Oh, my God.
1: Speaking of products. Oh, yeah. I've got a product review. Do you? Yeah, I remember we we talked about, you know, people would put yeah, in the comments for review. And there were so many comments I couldn't find. I couldn't weed through all of them to find one that said was specific about products.
0: It was a comment overwhelmed.
1: Probably should sub- install some sort of search tool. Um, <laughs> but uh, I recently replaced my... Uh, so oh yeah, um, uh, you know, f- either like or unlike a lot of a lot of our listeners, I have a complicated home network. I know yours is not that complicated, mainly because uh, you, you just don't care,
0: uh, right? lazy. Okay. It, well, after this pod, though, guess what? Now it's gonna have to be. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. My home network. Uh, so
1: I was running my own uh Linux box as my router for my my in, internet service, and so I put. Mm-hmm. I could have like Apache on there and do web pages, and also I could SSH and do it, and have a jump box for various things. Sure. And so that was working well because I could also control my own firewall rules with IP tables and all kinds of good stuff. But the one thing that wasn't kind of working well was I was I had some I was using Squid as a as a outbound proxy, and I would do some rewrite rules for trying to you know find things that were not great and filter them but that yeah. really isn't that scalable and it's also kind of an old school way of doing things so i was like let's look into like what what's uh what are the kids doing good, yeah utm kind of thing and so there's these two projects out there that people may have be familiar with this one is it's called pf sense and this other one's called open sense but it's just opn sense
0: the food at yeah. pf sense isn't real chinese right Hey, and the
1: they're they are from what I can understand, they're basically the same thing. It's one of those stories where one dev crew started BF Sense. Oh yeah, I the hated them, so he's like, "Well, I'm going to do my own," and oh, basically forked the code and just changed the UI. But really, it's kind of the same. That's what yeah. I get. From, I didn't I didn't try both. I just went I I went with with OpenSense because it seemed newer. I guess. Uh-huh. So, anyhow, I think either one will work fine, so I'm not recommending one or the other. But it okay. is a cool product because um, you can run it on very cheap hardware. Like, I bought, like, a $400 dual-core Atom thing with, like, 8 gigs of RAM and an SSD. Well, yeah, that's nice. Stuff to have logs and do all my things. And so, but it's a full, like, UTM, so you get you got your firewall rules. It's all running uh, FreeBSD. Mm-hmm. So getting the hardware up and running is a snap. And they have nice installers, too, if you're not, Fiddly into like how do I boot FreeBSD off a of USB drive? They have some stuff that's pretty easy, and you yeah. can if you really don't care, you can actually buy them pre-installed. These little boxes, right? Network cool. boxes. Um, but it runs like Suricata for IDS. Hmm. You can download rule sets and apply them, and and it's pretty cool. Yeah, and so far it's worked worked pretty well. Performance is good. I feel like it's maybe more secure because it's actually looking at outbound traffic for, you know, is this uh, a command and control botnet right. thing? Is it a, a call home malware thing? Stuff that I wasn't really looking for before.
0: So I feel nice. like... So it's, it's actually both ways. It's actually, you know, helping to prevent intrusion, but it's also looking and seeing if there's compromise within your network and seeing if anything weird's going on yeah. in there. Yeah. That's nice.
1: Yeah. So and it's, it's the low, low cost screen. of? Free. Yeah. You just have to pay for the hardware, obviously. Right, but I just feel like you know, especially the people that go and get a, a, a Wi-Fi router as their actual router, and it's like <laughs> it either it has some backdoor root password that everyone knows the second day it's out on the market, right, or has some kernel vulnerability that they don't patch for two years,
0: or Plus they colonel, colonel Sanders, Colonel vulnerability. He is <laughs> the he's the modern day sergeant yeah. slash Colonel. Yeah, he's like it's okay. It's, we have to talk about our feelings. Yeah, he's a nice but guy. It's,
1: it's either that. You, know, you go to Fry's, you pay hundred bucks, and you get one of those, and you kind of know what you're doing, or you, you <laughs> rent the dumb Comcast one, or whoever your oh, provider yeah, is. Uh,
0: the back door that's there for the NSA, hi, NSA, is uh, also available to whoever found it and then made it available to everybody else. You're making me quite concerned about my home network over which this voice is going via IP. Yeah, that's it. I think that reaches the end of our our time today. Thanks for listening. Episode number three, third factor. One of the things that we haven't done up till now,
1: right? Because because we had so many comments on the site, you know, continue to do that if you want. Thank you. Twitter might be a more interactive way. Yes, to do stuff. for sure. So feel free to follow myself and Chris on Twitter and direct message or tweet or whatever.
0: And here's how you do it.
1: Here's how you do it. So my my Twitter handle is Cybertronic
0: Zero. Yes. And mine is Weber G S.
1: They're on they're actually on the website pages. If you scroll down to like behind the mic, the bios of Chris and I.
0: Thirdfactor.xyz.
1: And our LinkedIns. Click on those and have a nice day.
0: I have had a lot of you add me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Don't know you at all. Let's get to know you. Is this creepy when I talk close to the microphone? Earth the music.